encouraging, and uplifting. And now, without further ado, introducing Tika Talks. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, great people? I am Tamika Marable King. Thank you for tuning in to Tika Talks. Um, so on today, I have a question for you. What does it mean to believe in Jesus Christ? If I'm on a luxury liner that is sinking, I should want to get off of the luxury liner and get to safety. If the crew calls out to me and says the liner is sinking, get in the lifeboat so you'll be saved from drowning in the ocean. That is good news in a bad situation. The lifeboat can save me from death. Now, I could say I know there's a lifeboat, but I'm about to, you know, take my chances. I'm going to stay on the big boat. I'm a little uncomfortable with the lifeboat. I heard what the crew is telling me to do, but I want to try another way. If I say this, it won't be because I don't know there is another way. I will be choosing, however, not to accept what I know. There may be another person who says, well, if the captain said to get in the lifeboat, I'm going to go ahead and get in the lifeboat. Believing in the Bible is not merely accepting information. It is entrusting yourself to the information that you say you accept. I'm going to need you all to catch that. Believing in the Bible is not merely accepting information. It is entrusting yourself to the information that you say you accept. In other words, there is no belief until I get into the lifeboat. Talking means nothing. I could say, oh, that lifeboat sure looks good. I believe that lifeboat can save somebody. I believe that lifeboat is more than able. I believe that lifeboat is the wheel in the middle of a wheel. I believe that lifeboat is so high you can't get over it, so low you can't get under it, and so wide you can't get around it. I believe that lifeboat is the Rose of Sharon, Balm of Gilead, and Bright and Morning Star. I could say all of this and still drown in the ocean if I don't get in the lifeboat. To tell me you believe that the chair you're sitting in can hold you up is meaningless until you sit down. It is the sitting down. It is the act of faith that equals real faith not merely the discussion about faith. How do you know that you've acted in faith? Simple. You reject everything but Christ to save you. You only trust in Christ. So, this week, I have had such an awesome experience over at Mount Pleasant Missionary Baptist Church here in Clinton. Um, they put on a youth conference and it was titled Ignite Your Fire. Ignite My Fire. The hell is hot. Okay. And all three nights they had really awesome men and women of God bringing forth a word for the youth, but also for the adults who were there in the presence of the youth. Something that I found to be, you know, that I don't see very often is the confidence that the youth had in that church. You know, as they got up and they did their presentations, as they prayed, as they did their skits, um, as they danced, whatever they were doing, every single one of them got up and did it with extreme confidence. Confidence that we should all desire to have. Things that, you know, they were doing and saying 
touched me as well as my husband. You know, I'm, I'm just, I was so floored, y'all, I'm telling you, in the best way. And this, this did ignite my fire. And um, it was Leslie Simpson, Adrian Carter, and Paris Thaysen. Elder, elder, elder. Y'all, again, I'm telling you, we have to get ourselves in the right place. If we say, now Elder Paris Faison said on Friday night, you know, he asked a question, did, it, did everybody believe in the Bible? Did you believe all 66 books of the Bible? And if so, if you believed it 100%, raise your hand, you know. It's one thing to say you believe in it, but are you living it? Are you truly living what it is you claim you believe? Or are you picking and choosing and then doing things according to what you think you feel like doing or not doing? Because we make a, you know, we say we believe God and we say we believe in the Bible, but we want everything else to save us. We want everything else to fix our problems. We want everything and everyone else to fix our situations. And we're not really going to him unless we're going to him as a last resort. Why is that? Why do we think that we need to try all these other options before actually going to the creator? Before going to the one who has all of the solutions before we ever even get to experience the problem. He already knows how to fix it. He already knows how, how it's going to turn out. And yet we will go to every person in our, you know, well, I would say phone book, but I know we don't really use them anymore, but you will go to everybody on your contact list, all your friends on Facebook. You'll go to, to Facebook with your problem, asking somebody to help you solve it. When you have not even knelt down and began to pray to God about what you're experiencing, yet you think those people on social media are going to really give you an answer. I don't think so. You depend too much on the wrong sources. And so, you know, like the liner, people are sinking. People are drowning in sin, you know, drowning in unbelief, just drowning, period. And you're going to need to go to God to be saved. You are going to need to get in that lifeboat. You are going to need to have a relationship with him, walk with him, talk with him. People think that it's, you know, so hard to be saved. And I'm not saying that this position is an easy position, but I do believe that this position is one that is very well worth it. There are some things in life that you just can't get the easy way. Y'all know what they say. Easy come, easy go. So you're going to have to work hard in order to achieve the things that are going to be worth working for. And that means you got to put in the effort. We have to stop being lazy. We have to stop being sluggish. And every time you begin to feel a little bit of pain, you need not back up because you're going to come right back to it after a while. That circle will continue until you go ahead and go through what you need to go through in order to be on the other side. See, I was listening to... Um, Y'all yeah, know sometimes I just be listening to T. Jakes. Just depends on the day, but I enjoy him. And he was talking about Abraham, and he spoke about how Abraham and his son were on their way up the mountain on one side. And, you know, you can't see on the other side of the mountain as you're climbing that side, the side you're on. It seems rough and you're on your way up. And, you know, they were going up and on the other side of the mountain all along, you know, as he's thinking he's going up to sacrifice his son, the ram was on his way up and got caught in the bush, you know. But see, you couldn't, he couldn't have seen that. So he was just trusting in the Lord. He was trusting in his father, as was his son, trusting in Abraham. Because 
We have to learn how to truly trust. And you don't gain trust by not experiencing. You know, you're going to be going through things that are going to shake you and move you and get you to a place where you have no other choice but to fall down. And you're going to be falling at the feet of the Lord, praying and asking God to help you because what you're experiencing is something that you cannot fix on your own. I'm talking about everything is going to seem like it's falling apart. And all of the sources that you could typically turn to are all tapped out and they're not able to do or give or, you know, help you in the way that they once could or they once did. Or now they no longer have the desire to assist you and you need to turn to God. And sometimes we're so stubborn in ourselves we just want to give up, you know, we just get mad and we begin to act out. We begin to do foolish things, make foolish decisions. Um, sometimes we're just so ugly to each other, even church folk. You know, you are so unforgiving, so judgmental. Um, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. And we have to begin to self-evaluate on a daily basis. And we have to begin to tell ourselves the truth about ourselves, about our circumstances and about the things that are going on outside of our life. And the things that we want to take place are going to take place from the inside out. And as painful as that is for many of us, until we do it, we will continue to live hopeless, miserable lives. You will keep walking in the same circles with the same people, doing the same thing, feeling the same way. And the only way to escape that, speaking of which, um, Elder Paris Faison also referenced fire escape. The only way to escape, you know, is going to be through Christ. It's going to be through living our lives through him, with him. And that's our only way to escape the fire that is in hell, that we do not want to live eternally. Because if you really believe that it is real, and if you believe that what God says is true, then we're going to have to start acting like it. We're going to have to quit picking and choosing. Oh, I'm only going to believe this, or I'm only going to do this, or well, well, this one here, I don't really like that scripture. I don't know. He didn't mean that. So I'm just going to, you know, skip over. Enough is enough. Okay. So you can't be a circumstance Christian. You can't say that I'm only going to do what I want to do. And as I'm doing what I want to do, the thing that makes me most comfortable, then I know God is cool with it. I know he's going to forgive me. I know he's going to let it go. No, stop sinning and making excuses for the sins that you continuously do, because that is not of God. That is not what he desires of us. That's not what he has instructed us to do. We are supposed to try and be our best selves every single day. And when I say your best self, you know, I'm referring to your most authentic self, because if we begin to walk in the way in which he created us to be, we would find that we are happier, that we are filled with more joy, that we are energized in the areas that we need to be doing the work we need to do. That's not to say that you don't have a bad day. That's not to say that sometimes things don't disappoint you. That's not to say that your heart still doesn't get broken. That's not to say that sometimes you're not afraid. All of those things still occur, but none of those things are greater than the God that is within you. So then you need to be able to confidently say, pipe down and then go forth. That's it. You know, we got to stop playing because I think we play church far too much and it's normal and it's comfortable and it's people make it okay. It's not okay. It's not what God desires of us. So you want to have to do something different if you expect to be pleasing in his sight. And you can start by reading the word of God and beginning to understand the word and then hiding the word in your heart so that you can live by the word. 
There you have it. That's it. I absolutely love you guys. I want you to do what you do best. That is being you. God bless you. Um, this week, shout out. I just simply want to shout out Mount Pleasant Missionary Baptist Church because I think the youth conference was hot like fire. So that's it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Let me shout out Paige, y'all, because she, she over here. She want me to shout out. Hi. There you go. <laughs> My name is Paige. Okay, tell them bye. See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all.